0: as health and wellness providers we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own that's why i've started the wellness center creators podcast i'll be bringing you interviews with experts tips tricks secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Leah DeRose. Welcome, Leah.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Let's start out with having you introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Leah, and I am a licensed marriage family therapist. I have been practicing for over 13 years and have worked in uh, multiple different agencies and started my private practice about seven years ago, and then a group practice a little bit over three years ago, Um, have been just continuing to grow that and now have added more wellness services and that's a passion of mine to be able to provide that and um, I feel like we're still pretty new Um, we're pretty young but excited to continue to grow. So I always love
0: to ask why you became a therapist in the first place what kind of drew you to the field? Sure
1: yeah I think that there was a history in my past of trauma and um, having a lack of support as I got older, recognizing what that support can mean and how that can really change lives. I went and took my first, one of my first general courses with psychology. And before that, I hadn't really even understood what that was or what that looked like. And I fell in love. And really had an idea and a passion to help others and be able to support them in ways that I felt like I hadn't. Um, I also did a lot of my own work and realized the importance of therapy. And um, as I've continued to grow, recognize the importance of the whole person and providing that holistic health.
0: So what was the threshold for you of going from private practice to group practice? And why did you make that decision? I think A lot of our listeners are in that place. They're solo practice. Mm -hmm. They're considering starting a group practice, hiring their first employees. They're considering adding wellness services. So what was the threshold for
1: you? You know, it's kind of funny because I didn't really understand what a group practice was until I thought about doing clinical supervision. Um, I wanted to be able to support other therapists and their growth and being able to help them um, have the support that they would need to be the best therapist that they could be. And so I decided to do clinical supervision. And that was where I became aware that you needed to hire them. So it kind of started from there, doing a lot of research around what that looked like and then pretty quickly recognizing this is a group practice. Um, and then really enjoying it and being excited to be able to offer a space where people can connect and have that camaraderie and support as a provider together in a group.
0: Absolutely. And so what you're referring to is because you're in California, right? So yes. in California, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to work for at be an employee of your supervisor when you're gaining your hours.
1: Is that correct? Yeah, they actually changed that law about a year and a half ago. So oh, it was okay. after I had already started my group practice, but now you can be a contractor you okay. can contract and do clinical supervision, but previously it was that you either needed to be working for a nonprofit or a for profit practice as your own self, not mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Okay. So you started supervising, it became a group practice, and then what about the wellness pieces?
1: You know, I think part of it is being a provider for as long as I have been recognizing the roadblocks that are there and being able to collaborate with other providers, you know, being able to as a therapist myself trying to connect with other providers and provide more holistic treatment plans around like, hey, let's get on the same page. How can we support this? Person and just very rarely being able to get in contact with them. So there's that piece. And then the other part is to be a part of a team that has that ongoing collaboration where we meet, provide support for each other while also um, incorporating a treatment plan that, you know, the client also is involved in, but that we are on the same page and just recognizing the difference in the outcome and the benefits of that really is exciting to me and to be able to have one place where people come in, they know the space, they feel comfortable here. This
0: is Katie from Jane, your all-in-one practice management software. Thanks for following along with me while I shared all about Jane Payments and the full suite of features we offer to help you save time, money, and a whole lot of admin work. Although the payments landscape can feel a bit tricky, the path to getting started with Jane is a pretty straightforward one. To get from A to B, we recommend booking a one-on-one demo. This is a nice way to see Jane's payment features in action. If you like what you see, you can sign up for a new Jane account. Don't forget to mention the show for a one-month grace period as you settle in. Last but not least, don't forget to turn on Jane Payments. If you need a hand, you can reach out to our team. Or you can learn how over at jane.app forward slash payments. So, Leah, I'd love to know the The hardest part that you've experienced so far of leading a team as you've embarked on, you know, growing the
1: group practice? Oh, man, there's a lot. It's been the biggest growth professionally that I've ever done, for sure. Um, you know, I think part of it is learning how to create and hold the culture. So the culture is incredibly important to me. I've worked for different agencies in the past where I didn't feel like that support was there. The um, challenge to grow wasn't there. The authenticity wasn't there. And so that's something that feels I'm very passionate about is being able to provide that. And so not everybody's on the same page, you know? And so I think that it took me a bit to figure out how to, cultivate that and then hold it. And um, that was a growing pains, you know, having people come in that just weren't a good fit for whatever reason. And, you know, just being able to recognize that I had areas of growth around how to interview, how to have transparent conversations, my own growth and being able to hold accountability, all those pieces. And I feel like definitely that has turned I notice now where, you know, the people that are here not only believe in the culture, but hold it. And so that the people who are wanting that and respecting that hold it and the ones that it doesn't fit for it kind of just pushes them out. And so I would say that's probably the biggest is learning how to manage all the different personalities, support and then juggling all the pieces. I I'm juggling all the pieces still. I still do clinical supervision. I still see a few clients. Um, I provide management, all of the passion projects, all the growth that I want to continue. Um, I am starting to build a leadership team and really being able to um, learn how to delegate better myself. And I'm in the process of hiring a clinical supervisor to add more support. So those are some of the biggest growing pains, I would say, is learning all... I mean, like I went to school for become a therapist. And so business is not something that I ever um, had any education on. And so it's definitely a learning experience um, to be able to do that. Absolutely. I'm curious,
0: you know, as you're saying that you've just learned so much, especially in the realm of interviewing Mm -hmm. and as you do it more, right, we just learn and learn and learn. I'm curious Mm -hmm. if you have kind of one lesson or tip that you kind of the light bulb went off for you or you learned something new that you changed the way you were doing something in the interview process? If you felt like, oh, that was a really helpful change to make, if you could share that with our audience.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I think one of the pieces is focusing more about who they are internally and less about their skill. I'm not saying that that skill shouldn't be there. I obviously want people who are not only skilled, but willing to grow. But that willing to grow piece comes from your own internal growth, right? And so I focus a lot specifically with the therapist that I hire on talking about how they handle failure or perceived failure, how they... You know, work well with others and, and create scenarios. What might that look like? Being able to talk about their own willingness for growth. What have they done themselves? I talk a lot about have you done your own therapy? Are you willing to do your own therapy? I think that's a huge piece of it. So, those are the biggest ones I think in, in a longer interview process than maybe some. You know, I, I do an interview, I usually start with a phone call. Just kind of get on the same page. Are we on the same page even to do an interview? Um, Do that interview and sometimes ask for a secondary interview. And if it's... I heard this before. I'm not sure where I heard it. It might have been Maureen on the group practice exchange. But if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And so I'm really trying to go by that too. And just being able to not come from a deficit of like, fear around like, do I have enough? But being able to just be able to say, even if we don't have enough, it has to be the best. So yeah, I think those are some of the biggest pieces. More of the internal process, of course, need the skill, but I hire associates too. And some of them are brand new out of school. I do not expect them to know everything. And honestly, that'd be a a warning sign if they felt like they did. I don't know everything. Nobody does. You know, at that point, I feel like is where we kind of stop allowing ourselves to grow.
0: Yeah, for sure. So then what, let's talk about the flip side. What's been the most rewarding, the best part for you about leading this team and growing this group practice?
1: From the team approach, I would say... Seeing the relationships that are built between the providers and the practice, being able to see how we support each other, um, how they, they support each other without me, being able to just peek your head in and, and talk and get that support around um, something that's been difficult for that day or a question you have, being able to feel like I am providing a support that they might not have received in the past you know, that team approach piece feels really good. And then from like more of a client-centered, there's been times where I still sometimes do screenings when people call and and somebody will be talking about how they've been struggling to find a therapist or their psychiatrist isn't able to book them out for months and being able to tell them the services that we have to offer and hear the hope in their voice. And then actually having people follow through and, and actually feel that they are getting that care that they have been struggling to find that's hugely rewarding. I mean, honestly, that makes me super excited. And so I feel like that's kind of the part where when everything else is difficult, that's what can hold you up. Yeah. Keeps you going.
0: Yes, absolutely. So what's next for you? You know, what are you
1: working on in the next few years? Um, I definitely have a few other pieces. You know, I want to keep Adding in more wellness services. So, I'd love to be able to add in a registered dietitian, nutrition, massage therapy. Some of those are the next pieces that I want to add specifically here at this location. We are in the process of developing a sister practice, so, it's a nonprofit. And so that part is going to be brand new for me. Um, I haven't ran a nonprofit before. And so there's a lot of other legalities around that and what that might look like. So being able to offer services through insurance that we haven't um, been able to do before, we're out of pocket now. And so I think that that will be um, a nice counterbalance for that. But I think, you know, I the sky is the limit. I want to open other locations. I have some ideas of where I want to go. It's interesting that as important as I see this, I don't see a lot of integrative wellness practices at all, even in California, which you would think is ahead of the times, you know, and so to be able to kind of get ahead of that and recognize where the value might be and me bringing that, but also being able to provide that in, in different locations that, that don't have it. I mean, that's something I hear all the time. We're the only one in this county that I know of, and I'm pretty sure we're the only one that really offers this level of integrative wellness. And there's a few counties next door that don't offer that either. So I want to be able to grow in that way and and continue to offer more services. Well,
0: I think it's a beautiful vision and it's much needed. I hear it every day that you know my clients who are opening wellness centers are it's the first truly integrative practice in their community. It's the first mm-hmm. truly collaborative practice in their community, yeah. and people are wanting this type of care. So yeah. um, I look forward to watching and witnessing your growth over time. And it's just been a pleasure chatting with you. It sounds like you have a giveaway for our listeners who might be local to yeah. your clinic. So if you want to tell people about that.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, we are wanting to support anybody to be able to come in. We um, are happy to offer uh, 10% off any service that they um, would like to come in. Just mention this that they heard us speaking and that, you know, we'd be able to support them and in, in giving them a discount. Wonderful. And how can they find you? They can find us on Instagram, D Rose Therapy Group, um, our website, DRoseTherapyGroup.com, Facebook, same thing, D-Rose Therapy Group. You can email us at info at Um, You can call us um, on our, you can, you can basically, you can send a smoke signal. <laughs> you will find them whatever you do. Yes, you will. <laughs> thank you so much, Leah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.